Nun beis and beis. Eight lines from the bottom. First word on the line is chada. Third word is boi. I put a. Um, I guess you could put a diamond on this boi, although it wouldn't be absolutely necessary. So boi rami barchama. <coughs> the following question: Roiva atzamais mina sheder begulgolas mai colon. A fourth of a cav of bones, but not just any bones from the body. We're talking about bones from maybe the most important part of the skeleton, the backbone, the skull, the shedran kulgoilis. What would he say? Would a raiva of atzamas be enough to have that high level of tuma? Now, we had in our Mishnah that half of a cob, in other words, twice as much of atzamas, is what was necessary. But the question is like this, colon A, Odilma B. A kikatani, <clears throat> when we were told in the Tanakh source in the Mishnah that you need half a kav, chatzikav atzamais, maybe that's heicha deika misharevarav. That's where there's also some other uh, bones from uh, different limbs mixed in. However, it could very well be avalmin shedvegulgolas if all of the bones that you have in this one fourth of a kav are from the we'll say, more important and more central bones of the Shadron Gulgoylas, the Chamiri, where they're more machmer, Afilu maybe Reivat Samais would be enough to have that high level of Tuma? Kama, Odilma, Loishnai, squiggle in on the Odilma, put a B on the Loishnai, or maybe it makes no difference. That's the question. <clears throat> Amarava, I circled Rava's name, and we're going to have three attempts to answer this question. They're all going to be rejected, but here we go. Tashma, I put a, mm, a double underline under this Tashma. On the third line on Nun Gimel Amad Aleph, in the middle of the line there's another Tashma. I double underline that. And two lines below that, in the middle of the line, is the word Lif Shait. And I put a double underline underline that. So three times we're going to attempt to answer this question. Here's the first. Says Rava. I circled Rava's name. Now Rava says, uh, come in here from uh, our Mishnah. We have a two-word quote for the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that... Um, Shedra and Golgoilas. Now, also on the bottom of Nun Bey's Amud Aleph, we had that Shedra and Golgoilas. Remember, that was number six in our list of the six things. So, Shedra and Golgoilas. Now, Isal Kadaitach, if you were to think Rovat Samais, a fourth of a Kav of Atzamais that come to us from the Shedra Nugulgoilis is the uh, Gra changes word to Tame. If those would be Tame and that would be enough, Lisni, then it should have taught instead in the Tanaic source, Al Roiva Atzamais, Habamina Shedra Nugulgoilis. Why did it have to say uh, Shedra Nugulgoilis? Just say even less than that, a fourth of a Kav of Atzamais that come from. The Shadron goes, and therefore it seems like Loishna, and even the Shadron goes, you're going to have to have half a kav. So, as far as the Aodilma B, we would be going like the B. The Gemara rejects that as being absolute and says, uh, no, maybe not. Now, who, who tr- attempted to bring this um, Tashma? It was Rava. So the Gemara says, well, one second. Faha, Rava Hudamar, it was Rava himself who had said, Loitnitzracha Ella. In other words, there actually is a Metzius of a Shedra and Golgoilis that would be smaller than Reva Kavat Samis, if you assume they're always bigger than the whole question work. But if you want to assume that they'd be smaller, and Rava even holds like that, says Rava, that don't have Reva Atzamais. 
and the uh, I think the Gra takes out the next uh, four words, and we pick up with the next Tashma. In other words, since Rava himself said that there could be a case of a complete schedule of that are less than a Roivakav, the proof falls off. So Tashma, we try again. Uh, we double underline this Tashma, and we uh, 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 quote from the uh, about a line from the Tanaic source. Shamai Oimer etzem echad min shedra oimin gulgolus. Okay, even one bone from the spinal column or from the skull. Now, Shamai only requires one bone. It sounds like those who argue with him, they'll call him, let's say, the Rabbanon, would say that it would be enough if there was a fourth of a kav of Atzamas, which is much more, but definitely not half a kav. Uh, that apparently then would prove that the Rabban would hold a fourth of a kav of Atzamai, so Shadrach Gullus would be enough. Can we say that that's conclusive? No, says the Gemara. Shiny Shammai, it could very well be that Shammai is not sort of like on one side of a machlokus and the Rabban on the other. Shammai is actually machmir tfei. Shammai is very machmir. Shammai would say <coughs> even one bone from the Shedra will be tummy. That doesn't mean that those who argue with him hold that a uh, fourth of a kav of Shedul Kugalus will be, they might hold that half of a kav, and therefore uh, inconclusive. So, well, why don't we take this proof a step further? <coughs> Velivshait, I double underline this word, Velivshait, Velivshait, Mina, Taima, the reason is de shamai de machmiri. So the shamai we know very, very machmer. Well, then what would the Rabbanon hold? Well, the Rabbanon, apparently, hala Rabbanon, like we just said, could very well be, it would only be a problem, ad de ikachatsi kavat samais. And that would actually answer our question like the A of the Aodilma B. And maybe you would need, even from Schedule of Golis, half a kav. Well, the Gemara rejects this as well and says, maybe yeah, but maybe no. Dilma, Maybe the truth is the Rabbanon argue, and Shammai says one bone, they say, no, 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 there's no way one bone from the Shedra is going to have that high level of Tuma. But they would agree, or could very well agree, the Rabbanon would be Modu. Period. Uh, no conclusion to our question. Amar Rabbi Eliezer. The following, it's almost sort of like a viewed kind of like a Tanaic source, but it's from the uh, earlier generations of the elders. So here we go. Amar Abelazar, the Zekenim Harishainim. Apparently, the earlier generations of elder wise ones, there was a difference of opinion. Mixasan Hayu Aimrim, I underline those three words, Mixasan Hayu Aimrim, and two lines later, almost directly below this, is another Mixasan Hayu Aimrim, which also gets underlined. So here's what some of them said, and here's what others of them said. Mixasan Hayu Aimrim, Chatsi Kav Atzamois, Vechatsi Log Dam Lekoil. You require for that high level of Tuma half a Kav of bones and half a Log of blood, basically for all issues, and that much lesser shear, in other words, half the size, which would be a roiva, a fourth of a kav of atzamais, or a revius, a fourth of a revius of dama blood, lola kol is basically, uh, translate lola kol as for nothing, in other words, it has no shaykhis, those, those measurements do not uh, apply when it comes to uh, this issue. That's what some of the earlier elders had said. I 
had underlined those three words. There were others of those who said, oh no, af roiva atzamais, even a fourth of a calf of bones, raviyastam, and a fourth of a lug of blood, lakoil would actually uh, be the shear for all of the things that we're discussing. That was the earlier generations. Kama, based in Shala Acharehem, a, uh, a much later uh, court, or a uh, court that came later in uh, chronologically, Amru, they actually differentiated between them. They said, uh, we'll call one, and then we'll have number two at the end of the line. As far as the Chatsi Kav Atzamais, and the Chatsi Lugdam, that, that larger shear requirement, that would be Le Koil, which basically means for everything, with some exceptions, and we'll see the exceptions right now, you could actually have a Roivatsamas, a fourth of a Kav of Bones, or a Raviyatsam, a fourth of a Lug of Blood, that would be for uh, Tuma issues, if what is being dealt with is Truma or Kodshim. Uh, those two things are, we'll say, so holy that they would be more susceptible to becoming uh, tame. However, aval lo lenozir pesach. Not if you're dealing with the realm of uh, tuma and tara issues for a nazir or for those who are uh, about to process their korban pesach. Okay, that is what Rabbi Eliezer told us. Now we have a question on that. Michti. In general, we had two opinions. We had the some of the earlier elders and others of the earlier elders. And comes along this third opinion. This third opinion isn't really an opinion. It, it's not saying we go like one of the sides or the other side. They're kind of like making this uh, determination. Some ways we'll go like this one, some ways that. But that, that's not the way things go. The way that um, the way the uh, Let's see, the way the Taisvis um, discusses it. Now, this is, not, this is actually in the middle of the second to last Taisvis on the page. Uh, it's about six, seven lines up. First one, this is a Kenim. The Taisvis says, read inside, Since our Tanaic sources and other Tanaic sources, Mishnahis and Oyalis, based in Achroin Sphira, Mechal Dahachi, Hilchasa. It, it sounds like that's what the halacha is, but how can you have that being the halacha when there were two earlier generations, the later generation didn't uh, do anything, like go like opinion one or opinion two, they, they sort of like made a, uh, a pshara. Back in the Gemara, because they weren't saying that we go like opinion one, sort of, and opinion two, sort of. They were actually saying that they had a tradition, an old tradition, all the way back from the last generation of the Nevi'im, they were not an opinion that was kind of trying to marshal between the earlier two. They actually had their own, apparently very rock-solid, uh, shita on the issue. Said the Mishnah, Al Elu Hanazir Megaleach. Now, if you look back at the Mishnah, which was on Daf Mem Tes Amud Beis, there were two phrases. The opening phrase was Al Elu Tumais Hanazir Megaleach, and then uh, about five lines later in the Mishnah, after it listed them all off, it said Al Elu Hanazir Megaleach. Now, those two phrases, Al Elu, both of them are actually superfluous. They're a little bit uh, uh, unnecessarily. Wordy. They're obviously coming to include or exclude something. So, what is the al elu at the beginning of the mission on memtes 
Amad Beis and the Al Elu at the end of the Mishnah test coming to teach us. Al Elu Deresha, that would be the um, uh, first two words of the Mishnah test. Lemeute is coming to exclude a Etzem Ketsa If you have a uh, bone the size of a uh, barley. Now, even though it does say outright for an Etzem Ketsa there's no Tumas Oil, only Tumas Maga and Mashma, it could very well be that you would have the phrase to exclude it there any way. Um, only if the, let's say the Nazarene question touches it or burdens it or carries it in, but al if he's just under the same oil as it, lo, comma. And the al now this al is the about five lines later in the Mishnah Mem Teslamud Beis, what's that coming to teach us? Now, Al-Elu literally means on these, which implies, and there's others not. The Al-Elu of the Seifa, again, on Mem Teslamud Aleph, is Lema'ute, a case, even though the case is going to be brought on the Mishnah, on, on Daf uh, Nun uh, Dalid, it, it, that's, that's fine, still you could be Memayated, Lema'ute, Even Ha Sechuchis or hasechuchis. What's it? Even hasechuchis. You sometimes have, let's say, a uh, a wall of stones, and some of the stones that are uh, make up the wall they protrude out into the uh, area uh, over which the wall is next to. And occasionally, you could have a mace underneath one of those stones, and then a person. Uh, let's say in this case it would be a nausea who passes under one of the stones, wasn't sure which one it was or where the, the mace was, that would come to exclude that high level of Tumana, even though we're going to list it off anyway in the Mishnah on Nundalad, the Al-Elu is coming to exclude that. The Mishnah said, V'chatsi kav atzamais. Okay, let's make a diuk. Chatsi kav atzamais in, a f- uh, half of a kav, but a rova atzamais, a fourth of a uh, kav of uh, bones, would not be good. Now, Hechi Dummy, uh, one second. What, what, what of the which of the bones are included over here? Uh, we had know that if it's elema, I squiggle it on the elema. I also squiggle it on the word ella about a line and a half later. So if you want to say that there's any bone there the size of a barley, then forget about the whole half a kav or a fourth of a kav. I should be able to conclude that it's tame mishum etzim kesaira. We had one of the ones on the list was an etzim the size of a barley. So if you have, uh, it doesn't matter how many bones you have, if you even have one that's a kesaira, it's already tame. Ella? It must be, I squiggle under the Ella, de akmach akmuchi, similar to the word kemach, which is flour. Actually, the uh, bone material that you have is ground up quite finely so that there is actually not even one piece that's even the size of a barley. That's the case. Okay, the Mishnah had continued and said, That would be a limb that came from a dead person, a limb that came from a live person. That has enough, we said, like a muscle to be fitting. And we explain that being fitting to be able to regenerate should it be connected to the body and all else being well, in other words, no infections and uh, things like that. Let's say, though, the aver in question, now the Gemara asks, basar kira'ui. If it doesn't have the basar kira'ui, my, what would we say then? Would there be a uh, tumor for, let's say, a nazar who touches it or, or burdens it, or uh, or not? Well, Machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. 
Rabbi Yochanan went on the number, Ein HaNazir that would not transmit a very high level of Tumah to the Nazir, in which case the Nazir, he, he might have to, like count seven days, but he doesn't have to bring Korbanis and, and shave his head at the end of those seven days. Reish Lakish, we underline Amar HaNazir, yes, Megaleah Halayan. Uh, no, the Nazir would have to go through the whole procedure, including the uh, concluding uh, uh, haircut at the end of the seven days and, and carbonized. Now we're going to go over um, each one of these two opinions. Colon. Rabbi Yochanan, who I now circled. And three lines later at the end of the line is Rabbi Shimon Lakish, who also gets circled. So Rabbi Yochanan Amar, ain't a Nazir Megaleach. The Nazir will not uh, have to, at the end of the seven days, uh, shave his head, bring carbonized. Why? Daha Ketani. Reisha, because the Reisha already said, Al Aver Min Hamis, Val Aver Min Hachai, Sheyesh Alehen Basar Kiroi, that they have enough flesh. That's when there'll be the uh, head shaving requirement and the korbanus requirement at the end of the seven Torah days. In Aval Ein Alehen, but if it doesn't have, which is our case, well, Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Rashim and Lakish also circled. He had said, oh no, Mr. Nazar in this case will have to also do Giluach and Korbanois. Rashim and Lakish, Aymer, Megaleach. Now, why is that? Well, we haven't yet seen it, but there's a Mishnah and Daf uh, Nun Dalid. Uh, Amud Aleph starts there, goes to the top of Nun Dalid and base, and that next Mishnah is actually a list of uh, Tuma experiences that a Nazar could have that are a little bit less intense that still require the Nazar to have to count seven days, uh, get spritz with paraduma water on day three and seven, but not have to, like, uh, shave his head or uh, go through the carbonus requirement. Now, interesting, this issue is not on that list. And from the fact that it's not on that list, Reish Lakish is of the opinion that, uh, in this case, it will actually, yes, be Megalea Chaleen. Okay, um... Hmm. Well, then, why would Rabbi Yochanan say that it's not on the list of the Mishnah Nundal of Rabbi Yochanan? I underline his name, question mark. Well, Amar Lach, Rabbi Yochanan would tell you, uh, any issue that could be implied or arrived at through a diuk, Loketani Beseifa, didn't have to be listed off in the list in the Mishnah Nundal Nundalid. And that's why this wasn't listed off there. Okay, I have a couple questions over here. Um, veha, I put a triangle around this word veha, and five lines later, first word on the line is ahilan. Towards the end of the line is another veha, I put a triangle around that. So we're going to have a series of quotes, basically quotes from the mission that we had back on Daf Mem Tesem at base, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, shed any light on this issue. So veha, here's a three-word quote from the mission of Mem Tes, chatsi kav atzamais, that is a chatsi Kav of bones. Now, what does that imply? Demashma chatsi kav atzamais in half of a kav. Yes, rova atzamais. But if it's just a fourth of a kav, low, no. Yet v'ketani besefa, it does say. Even though that's the clear implication from the ration, I would know that. Why then in the seifa on nundala the mishnah over there does it list off rova atzamais? If you would already know that. Hmm. Well, answers, I guess, on behalf of Rabbi Yochanan, the Gemara answers, Hasam ilav not for the fact that it would have listed off Rav Atzamais, Havamina, I would have thought, Afilu al Masa'olo, that even, forget about being under the same oil acid, even touching them or burdening them, there wouldn't be an issue. Lahachi itzrich lemisni. That's why in the Mishnah Nandalit it had to teach Rav Atzamais to tell you that. Oh, no, no. They're not going to be Tomei, like a really 
abstract type of tuma, al ahilan hu de'inanazer megaleach. But actually, if the nazar was to touch them or to be uh, or to burden them or to have them burden or not to carry them, he, he would have to uh, still keep the seven days. Okay, uh, veha. Well, what about this? Another uh, case that was brought. We would uh, seem to understand from there, in but a fourth of a lug of dam, low. Would not have that high level of tumma require the giluach. Yet, Vikatani Seifa, the Mishnah, it does say, Revius Dam. So, once again, it seems like even though things could have been implied from the Mishnah and Mem Tes, they're still listed off on the Mishnah on Nun Dalit. Says the Gemara, uh, no, there is a different issue going on. Hasam la'afuke midirabi Akiva. Remember, Akiva is that one who stood his ground and uh, kept his opinion, apparently, that even a revius dam would be very problematic. The uh, Gra, I believe, feels it's best to take out the next line and a half from the Girsa, and we pick up with the last word on the line, next line, hi. Ask the Gemara now. Hi, aver min hames. Hechi dummy. Well, one second here. We're talking about a uh, Avermin ha mace, and it doesn't have basar kiroi. Hayavermin ha mace, hechi dummy. Colon. E, I squiggle underline this word E, and one line later also the word E. It either has an etzim kitsaira on it or not. E to ispe etzim kitsaira. If it's attached to a bone that's at least the size of a barley. My time is Rabbi Yochanan. Then why in the world would Rabbi Yochanan say it doesn't have that high level of tumor? We know just a bone that's the size of a saira in and of itself has that high level of tumor issue for a noser. On the other hand, ve'i, the lace bay etzim if it does not have an esim kasaira, then my time is to reach Lakish. Like, it doesn't have basar karoi, doesn't have an esim kasaira. Why in the world would Rish Lakish give it that higher level of tumor? Well, Rish Lakish uh, takes the uh, question and answers it. Amar Lach Rish Lakish. I underlined Amar Lach Rish Lakish. I actually double underlined Rish Lakish's name. La'olam. He'll tell you that's right. Delays be'etzim kisaira. We're talking about the bone is less than a sa'ira. The amount of muscle or busser that's there doesn't have enough to properly regenerate. And and that's fine. Rabbi Yochanan would agree with that. Why then, though, would Rabbi Yochanan say that would have that high level of tumor for the nazar? Rafilu hachi. You know why? It's almost Xerxes of Rahman Arabi, the merciful one in the Tyra included it. And here we go. Now, this uh, takes quite a while to develop. It takes about 17 lines. I put a long point marking in the margin going down to uh, about the 10th line on Nundalid, Amud Aleph. So here is the, uh, here's Reish Lakish. And Reish Lakish explains as follows. He's going to bring two Bryces. The first Brysa is from a passage in Bamidbar Yutes. Verse 16, and the next price will be verse 18. Now, the uh, Midbriya test is uh, Parshas Paras dealing with uh, Tuma, and there's different uh, types of Tuma. There's going to be a Tumas Oyel, that's going to be the context of the first price, the things that you come under the same uh, oil as, the same roof as, under the same ceiling as, under the same overhang as, and then the price on Nundalit is going to be dealing with a, a, a more direct, we'll call it a Tumas uh, Maga, where you actually touch the uh, item in question. So here we go. Uh, Desanya. This is a brysa. The brysa goes till the last uh, word on the Amud. It's a, uh, about a five and a half, a little bit longer, uh, Tanaic source. It's going to be darshaning a pasuk, and uh, each phrase in the pasuk is going to come to teach us 
something. Here we go. Says the Passover, anything that you touch, now you're touching it, you touch it, and let's go through the phrases in the puzzle right now, one by one. I underline three words, now, it doesn't say you touched it, you touched something like, it says, on that which shall uh, that indicates so there would be uh, Tumas Mesa would be transferred uh, if the person just finds himself, if the live person finds himself underneath the same oil, the same overhang, the same roof underneath the same uh, ceiling as the mace. Kama, the next word in the puzzle, Bechalal, I underline that word. That teaches us, Ze'ever min hachai, that is a limb that had been detached from a live person. Obviously, now the limb is dead, but there is enough uh, muscle on it, enough flesh on it, that it could heal. The halo saruch would be to like to bring up a scab or to basically to heal if it were attached. That is the next type of thing that could be mitamid ba'ayel. Kama, cherev. I don't know what cherev. That's a word in the pasuk. Uh, what's cherev? Hareze. That teaches us the din that a sword, like a metal sword, that uh, comes into contact with a mace actually has a very high level of tumor that, that it itself gets, almost like a mace itself. And that we darshan, because it said halal cherev, so the cherev is like the halal as far as uh, status. Kama, oba mace, I underline those uh, two words, oba mace. That, what's the mace indicate? That's an aver hanechal min, a mace. That's a person who had died and then an aver was removed from that person. Kama oba etzem, and I underline oba etzem or etzem uh, adam. Uh, excuse me, those three word phrase oba etzem adam. What is that referring to? That has to be something that's just bones, and that is telling us that there would be tumas oil for even a rova atzama. You say fourth of a kav of bones. Kama uh, and the final phrase oba kever. What is that telling us? Apparently, there's tumas oil kever related. That if you have a um, a mace who is um, uh, uh, buried in a grave, uh, in a coffin, will maybe even say, Zekever Sasum. That's where, let's say, the lid of the coffin or the lid of the grave has less than a tefach of space between the person and there. So the uh, tuma of the person will, uh, and the outline of the person, go up to Shamayim, which means if someone walks over that uh, deceased person's uh, coffin and walks directly over the mace, he will uh, become Tommy Tuma's mace. Okay, that's the end of that Tanaic source connector. Now, why is it that if somebody normally, let's say if there's a mace in a house and a helicopter flies over and you have a person dangling out of the helicopter, the tuma stops uh, inside the house. The tuma doesn't continue up above the house. Why is it that the kever um, it will? Because since the kever, the, the coffin, the uh, grave, something that's miyuchad for the mace, Damarmar Tuma is boikas va'ila bakalas is it actually breaks through things that are are uh, mace related, like a coffin, and goes all the way up to uh, all the way up to the heavens and all the way down. Vi'ilu gabe negia. Now all that that we've said up till now, the last six, seven lines have been as far as Tumas oil. Now we're going to quote a, a Tanaic source, about four lines actually about three and a half lines, that uh, talks about Tumas Nagia. That's where you actually, the, the person in question, in this case probably the Nazar, actually comes into contact with the Tumas, like touches it. V'ilugabi Nagia, Amar Yehuda, Tanya, that we have a Brisa. This Brisa is from two Pesukim later, in Mamidra Yotas Pasuk Yudchas, and we're going to darshan the Pasuk that uh, talks about Ve'al Anagia, Betzim, Oibichalal, etc. Let's uh, darshan the uh, phrases. 
Bet some which I underlined. What's that coming to tell us? That's coming to tell us that as far as touching Zetsem Kesaira, even a bone the size of a barley will transmit Tumas uh, mace. Uh, next phrase I underlined two words, Obechalal. What's that referring to? That's an aver. That's a limb. Hanechel minachai. A live person had a limb hacked off, and it will transmit tuma if it's touched, even if it doesn't have enough muscle to regenerate. Should it be attached, even even minachai ve'ain boy that doesn't have lahalois arucha enough uh, flesh muscle to be able to uh, grow uh, grow back or heal if it had been attached. This is a limb that came from a person who had already died. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, there is another phrase that we're going to see, Reish Lakish, and it's interesting because this is all Reish Lakish's point that we're still in the middle of. Um, the next phrase is Obekever. Huh. So when it says Obekever, Amar Reish Lakish, Zekever Shalifne Hadibor. This is actually referring to a uh, grave uh, coffin area of somebody who had been buried before the Torah existed, which is uh, basically, I mean, everyone was before uh, Torah was accepted by the Jewish people at Sinai and we became officially the Jewish people. That also would be Tamei Be Maga. Okay. Kama. Now Rachel is going to get to his point. Hi, the case of Avermin Hachai. Hechi Dami. What, what's the case of an Aver Minha Chai? Uh, if the bone that it's attached to has the size of a barley to it, well, then that's touching the Etzim itself, and that would already be a problem in of itself, forgetting about it if it has any muscle on it. Ella? I squiggle under the Ella. Delace I double underline the word Delace. It does not have an Etzim Kesaira. And apparently, even though there's no etzim kasara and there's no basar kiroi, the pasuk includes it, and that would be where Reish Lakish says he gets his mucker from. The next words are taken out. The Gemara now turns and asks, well, what would Rabbi Yochanan respond to this? For Rabbi Yochanan, I underlined uh, Rabbi Yochanan. He would tell you, he would tell you, or I guess the Amar Lach now comes. Amar Lach, he would tell you, La'olam, Really, it does have a etzim ke'sa'ira. Uh, and why then is it being told to us? We would already know that. Ve'im eno inyan limago, since we don't need it to teach us too much maga, actual touching of it, will use it for another issue, which is usually locked together with maga, but apparently here we can separate the two. Teneo inyan le masao. Not only if the, let's say the Nazarene question or any person touches that limb, but even if they just burden it, let's say it's in a box which is wrapped up, which is on the person's shoulder, that also would transmit the tumor. Adkan.